talked about trusting God in dark places. You know, we've been talking about faith for the past two or three weeks, and this is just a, a more, how can I say, um, deeper, a deeper walk with God where you, you know, you go to the secret place, you know him and he knows you, and and you lean on him a little bit more because you're going through tough times. Amen. So your faith is the key to victory, the key to your victory. And and I said that uh, two or three weeks ago when I did another teaching, but God brought that back to my resemblance, to my remembrance. Your faith is the key to your victory. If you can just stay in faith and the devil's going to tell you you don't have it, he's going to tell you what you want will never happen. Amen. But don't cast away your confidence in God. Hallelujah. Don't cast it away. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. Don't cast away your confidence in God. I don't care if it's just a glimmer of hope. You know, if it's just a tiny bit. You know, God has given everybody the measure of faith. The devil's going to tell you, you don't have faith. He's told people so many lies. I can't keep up with him, the lies he's told me. But, you know, you just have to continue to trust him and continue to believe his word and keep negativity out of your ears. Amen. You just have to keep your confidence in God. It's like everybody let me down, but, but God, but God. And if, and that's not, that's, that's not casting your confidence away. That's holding on to your confidence until God rescues you. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I, uh. A few months, a couple months ago, I think the Lord said, believe in the dark what I told you in the light. Amen. Whatever promises he told you when things were going good, believe it when things are dark. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Believe in the dark what God promised you when times were good. Hallelujah. Because nothing's changed. You know, don't throw away or cast away that word throw. Cast it away. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't stop trusting in God. But I call it rediscover. And this is what the Lord told me. He says people just need to rediscover their faith because they got it. Because he gave everyone the measure, the measure of faith. Everybody has it. And so he says people just need to rediscover it, come in contact with it, feed it. So it'll grow, amen, and become strong. Hallelujah. So don't cast away your confidence because when everybody else says no, God says yes. Amen. So don't stop trusting in God. The faith, your faith is the key to your victory. And Barb did a teaching on it and it captured my attention. She, she said, your faith will make a way for you. And I never forgot that because it spoke to me, your way, your faith will find you and your faith will find God. Amen. I don't care how flimsy it is. It'll find God. God will find you. Just don't listen to the devil because he comes in all forms. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't throw it away. Don't cast it away. Faith is being sure of what we hope for. See, your hope is sure because you want you want the promises of God, so your hope is sure. But the evidence of your hope is what you can't see. And that's what we think is not faith. Because you can't see it doesn't mean that it that's your faith because it's the evidence of what you can't see. So your faith is the evidence of what you cannot see, but what you hope for. And y'all get getting that? And it's so simple until it's so hard. Because it's hard to have faith in something you can't see yet, but something that you want, something that you hope for. But that's your evidence that you're in faith. And the devil tries to twist that thing up and tell you you're not in faith you're not going to get it because you're you're not in faith but faith is what you don't have yet but you're hoping in it you're hoping to get it and so all you need to do is increase your faith by washing your mind with the water of the word 
when you get in the word of god it washes your mind and it washes your mind free from worry free from fear free free from anger free from all of these things that hold us back and plague us and worry us and so all we need to do is stay in faith you stay in faith by staying in the word of god amen hallelujah and so we need to Make our election sure. Once you take a stand for God, don't back off. And the devil's going to try to get you to back off. That's his job. He wants you to back off of what God has promised. But I'm telling you, if you stick with it and don't give up. So the evidence of what you can't see is your faith. And your faith will find you. But when God fails you, do you keep your faith? Do you follow God continually through the bad times, through the dark, the dark times? Amen. When, when the storm, when there's a crisis or a storm, do you continue to follow God? See, these are the times when God wants to make our, our faith strong. Amen. Your faith is only as strong as the test it survives. Amen. It's only as strong as the faith is the test that it survives. If you survive a test, then your faith is strong. Amen. And I believe that we can depend on the Lord. I believe that, you know, whatever God told you in the, when it was good times, that word is still good in the dark time. These dark places, you know, we go through them. It's not fun. But God... He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Anything that you can think, anything that you can dream, God is able to do more. He's able to surpass that. Amen. But we have to give him time. Give him time and and let him know that you're with him and that you have not cast away your confidence in him. Amen. So let's go to Hebrews 10. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10. Verse 35. And it says in Hebrews 10:35, therefore do not cast or fling away your confidence. Don't just throw it away. Which has great reward. So your confidence has great reward. See, you can't feel how much confidence in God you have. Confidence don't have a feeling, and faith doesn't either. Amen? Because, see, if you just stay in faith and don't go by how you feel. Don't go by how things look. You just go by what you have asked God and what you feel like God has told you, yes. And you stay with that. And there's going to be people who try to talk you out of it. But you just tell them to shut up. Amen? Hallelujah. It's between you and God. Amen? Verse 36 says, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. It didn't have anything in here about if and but and, you know, specific things. It says, fling not away, cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense. Amen. Hallelujah. Great compensation. In other words, if you stay with God and trust him against all odds, there's great recompense or great, um, what's the word I use? Y'all weren't listening. (laughs) Compensation. Hello? Compensation. There's great compensation. In other words, there's a great reward that God gives you for holding on when there looks like nothing to hold on to. God rewards you. In other words, and he's not saying, he doesn't say how and when and how much. He just says there's great reward. There's great recompense. There's great compensation. So that tells me he compensates you for the trouble you've been through. Amen. Hallelujah. He he makes himself responsible for the pain and the anguish and the setback 
He he takes responsibility for it. So that's what compensation is. So there's great compensation. If you look that word up, recompense, you'll see compensation. That's what it means. And so he'll give you great reward, great, great recompense for what you have suffered. Amen. So hold him to that. And he'll come through for you. Amen. Hallelujah. So you have to perform just like you you performed before you went into a dark place. In fact, you know, beef it up. Start trusting God a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Let's go to Galatians 5. Galatians 5. Hallelujah. Verse 6. Our faith works by love. Amen. We know that. But sometimes it's hard to receive the love of God when you're hurting. In a dark place. Amen. It's hard to believe that God is still with you, but he is. Only faith. And that's belief in God. Confidence in God will activate and energize you to the place where you come through with flying colors. Amen. Amen. Only faith in God. Energize and activate it through God. How does he do that? By love, showing you that he loves you. See, love activates your faith. Love energizes your faith. Amen. In other words, you're not in this alone. God is there with you, amen, in a dark place. So you just have to know. Some things you just have to know about God. You just got to know he loves you all the time, amen. You know, in all this guesswork, I used to guess and say, well, I guess he loves me. And then it's something I just started to accept. And I said, when I started to accept the fact that God loves me, and there's no nothing in between. You know, not even your sin, your bad performance. He still loves us. Amen. Hallelujah. You just got to believe it. You just have to believe what the scriptures tell you. Jeremiah 29:11 tells us that his thoughts toward us are good all the time and not evil to bring us an expected end. So you have a future and a hope. That's what an expected end is. You have a future and a hope with God. And nothing changes that. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and he gave his son. He gave his best for our best. Amen. He gave his best so that we would have the best. I'll put it like that. Hallelujah. So we have to trust in him. Trust that this Bible is truth. You know, most people don't even think the Bible is true. But I'm telling you, this Bible is the word of God is like a, a sword. And it speaks it, it. God writes it on the tablets of your heart. Everything that it says is true. Amen. God can find you even in a dark place. Amen. Where man can't find you, God can. Amen. So you just have to know that God loves you. Amen. He sent his son to go into dark places to find you so that you don't feel alone. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is why the Bible tells us to contend for the faith. Hold on to the faith. Don't let go of your faith. Even if your faith is weak, don't let it go. That word contend means to struggle with, struggle for, to surmount to surmount a difficulty, to cope with, to assert, to maintain, to strive or to V for. So in other words, you got to fight to stay in faith because devil's going to try to steal it away from you. And he used goofy people that don't know him, don't know the word, and they're looking at facts. We talked about facts versus, what was it yesterday? Faith. Facts versus faith yesterday. And so if you're looking at the facts, you'll never, your faith will never come through for you. And so you have to not look at the facts. Amen. But look at what God said. And, and don't even look at your faith. 
<laughs> Look at what God has told you your faith is. Amen. Hallelujah. Because, you know, the devil gets you any kind of way he can. He gets you to looking at your faith, and then you say, I ain't got faith. I can't do it. Amen. That's how so many have given up and lost the battle. And that's why the Bible says, Paul says, contend for the faith. Fight for it. V for it. Amen. You know, press in until you can hold on to something tangible. And that tangibility is on the inside of you. It's nothing in the natural that you can hold on to. But that tangible thing is your hope that's an anchor for your soul. Are y'all here today? And you hold on to that and contend, or that word contend also means struggle. Struggle for the faith. Because you, you have to go through some stuff to hold on to your faith because the devil fights you everywhere. He'll tell you your age. He'll tell you everything. You too old. I laugh at that one. And anybody that bring it up. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> if you're happy and you know it, clap your hand. <laughs> Struggle for the faith. Contend for the faith. Fight to stay in there. Amen. Don't let the devil steal it from you. I don't care who he's trying to steal it, uh, use to steal it from you. You hold on to what, what's on the inside of your heart. Because God speaks to your heart, not to your head. Let's get that out. He ain't talking to your head. Amen. He just don't. The Bible says that he writes the word on the tablets of your heart. He ain't writing nothing in your brain. Because he has to fight too much, and he has to contend <laughs> with so much. <laughs> Let's see, there's religion, and there's, uh, what's that, pride, haughtiness, arrogance, stubbornness, and the list goes on and on. And so he has to fight through this. why God don't talk to our heads. He talks to your heart. He puts it in here. And see, the devil can't steal things out of your heart unless you fool with him a little too much, listening to him too much. Amen. You have to have a prevailing attitude. That's what Paul had. He says, I'm a contender for the faith. means he struggles to hold on and he struggles to fight for it. And this is why he did it. Let's go to 1 Timothy. He fought the good fight of faith. See, in other words, what's this Bible telling you? It's telling you you're going to have to fight to stay in faith. Amen. So it's not a, it's not a um, surprise. Amen? It's not a surprise. You're going to have to fight to stay in faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. First Timothy 6 chapter. Hallelujah. First Timothy 6, verse 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. So if you fight the good fight of faith, you lay hold of eternal life. Amen. See, there's life in that struggle of faith. There's life. Amen. So you lay hold of eternal life to which you were also called. So in other words, the Bible is saying this, we're called to eternal life and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. That's when you were saved. And so that same faith, in other words, it's like this, that same faith that saved you out of hell through salvation by faith, that's the same faith that's going to bring you through again and again and again. Isn't that wonderful? And see, this is why it's so silly that we sit up and listen to the devil to tell us we don't have faith. You have faith to get saved. It took faith. It's the same faith. I remember somebody wrote a book. I think it was Kenneth Hagin, and it was called This Same Faith. And when I first got saved, I said, what is he talking about? I don't get, it ain't but one faith. You know, I, I didn't know, you know, I, but being in religion, I remember that scripture that said it's one faith, one Lord, one baptism. We all, you know how Baptists remember everything. Memorize, I should say. And so I didn't understand what he was saying. 
but he says this same faith and so what pen of hagen meant is the same faith it took for you to get up out of this bed this morning and come here the same faith that it took for you to confess jesus as lord that's the same faith you need to get anything you want from god amen that same faith will heal you that same faith will will uh do whatever it is that you need it's that same faith that same faith and i i finally found out i said that's what he he's talking about this same faith it's the same he said it's the he was saying the same faith that's the same faith you use to pay your bills same faith you use to get a healing it's the same faith you use to reconcile with a marriage same faith you use to forgive same faith you use to accept others it's it's this same faith it's only one faith, and that's the faith God gave us, amen? And it can, you can do anything with it that you want, amen? You can do anything you want. In this kingdom, when you're born again and you're adopted into the family of God, there's privileges. It's a care package that you, you get from being born again. And this same faith allows you to go and buy with no money write your ticket in life this this same faith you know that 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 david used to slew the enemy and and uh kill goliath he used this same faith it was the same faith our faith is strong it's only when we listen to the devil and get too carnal that you think you don't have it but i'm telling you it's the same faith and that's why paul says fight the good fight of faith Fight for it. Contend for it. Struggle for it. Don't let it slip away from you. Because there's so much that God has that he wants to give to his people. Amen? He wants to give us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And that's anything that you need to live from one day to the next. He wants to give that to you. But you've got to use this same faith. So if you have faith for salvation, you have faith to go out and minister to people, get them saved, lay hands on the sick, see them recover. It's that same faith that you need to get a healing. Same faith. Amen. See, you, this is what the devil does. He makes us think and we all think that it's going to take a little bit more. It isn't, you know, it's, you got to do something different. All you got to do is believe. <laughs> Just believe so simple it don't make sense look for it expect it expect god to come through for you you know and this is the season for expectation it's the season to get a lot of things that you've been waiting on for a long time all you got to do is step out of the boat amen step out of the boat dare to believe set your faith on it you know, lengthen your cords. Don't limit God. God is a miracle worker. What's impossible with man is possible with God. Amen. Do we see how it can happen? No. We don't need to see it all. You want to do is get the goods. Amen. I used to worry, you know, when I was, you know, coming out of the a traditional church and I didn't understand a lot. And I said, well, God, why don't I see it? Why don't I feel it? Because I, I was trying to understand everything with my carnal mind. And, and a carnal mind is the enemy of God. You can't please him using this thing. That's why we call it the meat grinder. Because it will lead you astray. But you know what? We do have the authority and the power to shut it down. Amen? Shut it down. And nobody can shut down your thinking but you. Nobody can shut down the wrong thought process but you. But once you shut that wrong thinking down and open open yourself up to the word of God and for what God has for you, the rest is just, it's like, okay, I'm just going to see what God's going to do. I'm waiting on him because I'm believing. I'm ready. Amen. And, and you know, the devil's not going to let you get away with with just sitting up believing you got to contend for the faith in other words you got to struggle to stay in faith because the devil's going to do everything he can to try to discourage you but we're not discouraged amen hallelujah we amen we may get discouraged sometimes we all do but we get back up and we get back in faith amen hallelujah you know i found out that when you first wake up in the morning get on everybody on their phones anyway 
get a get that scripture off that phone. It gives you a scripture every day. And you go on there and you get that and it encourages you, you know, starting off your day. It, it really does. It encourages you. So fight the good fight of faith and lay hold of eternal life. Amen. And so life itself is in your faith. And your victory is only as good as your faith. Amen. Let's go to 2 Timothy verse uh, chapter 4. Hallelujah. Amen. Hold on to your faith. 2 Timothy 4. Don't let go of your faith. And the best way to hold on to your faith is get rid of negativity. If somebody is saying something different from what you believe in, tell them to shut up. And if they can't agree with what you're agreeing with, you don't need them around you. Because you, you don't need them to be, t- what is that? Um, you know what? Uh, we don't need to be in reality. Is that what it is? We have to deal with reality. We don't, we don't want that. We don't need reality because this is your, see, your reality is whatever you believe. Amen. So this Bible is our reality. This is our reality. You don't need nothing else mixed up with this. Amen. So 2 Timothy 4, 7. Bless you. It says, I have fought the good fight. And this is Paul talking. It says, and I have finished the race or some Bibles say finished the course and I have kept the faith. So this is all God wants us to do. Finish the course and don't don't give up. Finish your race. Amen. I have finished the course. What's the course? What's the race? The race is anything that God has allowed you to get entangled with. Anything that's in your plate, on your plate that you got to deal with. God wants is using it to teach you how to survive. Teach you how to have strong faith. Teach you how to cut, have that overcoming faith. You know, teach you how to not give up. Amen. So that's, that's in your plate, then that's your race that you have to finish. It's just like an athletic race. You know, people don't go on the sidelines and quit, but they finish to the end. They endure to the end. And so God wants us to endure. Amen. And fight a good fight worthy and honorable and and noble fight and this is what paul did he said his fight was worthy honorable and noble he says and i have finished this race and i have kept the faith in other words he didn't quit and he accomplished everything that god wanted him to accomplish because as people we're we're using his faith his faith is encouraging us and depositing in us even this day, amen. So many thousands of years ago, you know, we're, we're feeding off of Paul's faith. You know, he was a, a Christian hater and a Christian murderer, you know, and he had a Damascus Road experience. And after that experience, he had to go and face people that he had beat up, some of the family members. And he had to come clean. <laughs> yeah, you, I know you like that word, beat up. <laughs> and, and he had to go and face families that he had murdered. And God put him right back in their face and he was preaching the gospel to them. And I liked it when he says, you know, that I've, I've, I'm a man where I have come and God has chosen me and charged me to preach to those that I have hurt. Amen. But he did it. And he didn't try to hide. And those people received from him because God fixed it like that. It's a, it's a fixed fight anyway. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's a fixed fight. But I'm telling you, he, when he struck Paul blind, Paul changed, didn't he? Amen. I guess that would do a lot to you, that would, won't it? Hallelujah. And so he says, I've, I've fought a good fight. He, he meant a good fight of faith, and he finished his course. Amen. And, and when it says fought a good fight, that means he firmly held. You know, if you look in the uh, Greek, you, you'll see that it says that he firmly held his faith. Amen. And he says what's laid up for him 
is victory and a crown of life. Hallelujah. And that's what we all want. And I can hear you saying, I want what I need now. Well, that's that's part of it. Amen. But the crown of life is when you go into the in heaven or wherever, you know, God gives those crowns. I know it's somewhere around there. I want my mansion and my crown and everything else. But he says also that when you contend for the faith, when you hold on to it, you get a crown of righteousness. Amen. You know, a crown, the crown of life. Amen. Being right with God, right standing with God. And, and you know, God, he, it's a, a twofold recompense. When he blesses you, he blesses you on earth right now for what we do. Amen. But it's good that you go into glory being blessed and honored too. Hallelujah. So God told Paul to trust in him. Trust in his faith. And he will outlast the crisis. If you trust in God, trust in his faith, you will outlast the crisis. Amen. He also told Paul, I'm going to pray that your your faith will last. Amen. When you feel weak, ask God for strength. Ask him to pray that your faith will last. Amen. Faith is being certain even when we don't see it. It's being certain. It's the evidence of what you can't see, so it's being certain. Amen. It's the biblical faith, the kind of faith that Paul had and others in the Bible. So whenever you don't feel like you have faith, don't let that make your mind start getting weak and wandering. Amen. Amen. You can still have faith. Your faith does get weak. But when you're being sifted like wheat, like Paul says, he was being sifted like wheat. He had been to the, through the blender, through the sifter. He was, you know. And this is these are words that he used because this is what it felt like. But it says, but will you find faith? And faith was found in Paul, amen, because he kept getting uh, refueled by god kept going to the well to be watered and refueled hallelujah let's go to jude 3 jude 3 hallelujah that's what i want yeah and it says beloved while i was very while i was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation i found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints Amen. In other words, all saints were given. And this was written by James, I think. Jude, the brother of James. And he was a, a messenger of Jesus Christ. So he's saying this faith that was given to all man or all men, the measure of faith. He's talking about that faith. Amen. And he's saying contend for it. Fight for it. Fight that it increase. Fight that it survives. Fight that it don't weaken. Don't allow it to weaken. Fight for it. He says um, he wants to exhort us that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once all delivered to the saints. And it says certain men have crept in. These are false teachers, corrupt people. These motivational speakers, they don't motivate me at all. And they pass the offering plate more than anybody. Only it comes in the form of you buy a ticket to get in. Amen. They get theirs up front. So they can tell you anything and imitate. And you notice they have a little bit of scripture in it and a lot of carnal stuff that don't work. But it tickles people's flesh and they love it. And this is who they're talking about. For certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. 
ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So they deny it. Amen. Amen. And see, what are they doing? They're trying to corrupt your faith. Amen. And it also talks about those people that try to turn grace. I remember seeing that just the other day where it says those who try to turn grace into something that it's not. And it's going on today. You know, and and it was talking about how people try to make grace uh, take away the favor and the grace of God and try to make it something it's not make you think that you don't repentance is out and they said and it's it nullifies and void the life and the the job or the life of jesus christ and what he did on calvary see people don't believe that because they can't see it you know but it's real and and wouldn't you know that the bible talked about that already <laughs> because he knew that this 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 was coming god knows everything Amen. And he's saying stay with the word, the pure word of God, and don't don't exit from that. Amen. You know, watch out for false teachers. You know, I'm just leery about people don't open your Bible at all. But they got the biggest church in the world. They don't crack that Bible open. It's just sad. Amen. See, listen, this is what I'm saying. I try and talk about anybody, but when you don't read the word, the word is life. There's life on these pages. Amen. When you take that from people and keep paraphrases, the word has lost its power. Amen. It ain't there nor that healing power. According to Proverbs 420, it says that word is life to those that fight. You know, when you read that word, it puts life in your body. You don't want somebody that's never going to open it up, never going to read it. They've taken that power away off of that word. We don't want to hear a man paraphrasing. You know, just be of good cheer, and God's going to bless you. It don't work like that. I wish it did. We all tried it like that when we were carnal Christians. It don't work like that. You know, the, the Bible says that word, the word of God is alive, and it's sharp. You know, it's sharper than a two-edged sword, and it pierces through anything that ain't like God. It's going to nail it. And see, that's why they, they want to paraphrase and not open that Bible. And it don't matter if they say this is the Bible that I am what it say I am. You ain't. You ain't nothing that it says you are if you don't read it. And I'm going to have what it says I'm going to have. No, you're going to tap the basket and keep on moving. That's what you're going to do. Because the word can't work for you unless it's received in, by gladness through your heart. I don't, I don't get it. Hallelujah. You, you got to open a Bible and then you got to let the word of God do its work. Amen. You know, the Bible also says, let the word has its pre- have its precious work. And that means it, it, it heals. It does everything. It, it gives you a sober mind. I've seen plenty of drunks get hands laid on them. They get sober real quick. I'm telling you. You know, it's a, a what's that? A, it's a buzz kill. The word of God is what's supposed to be. Because right? it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts through all of that demonic. Amen. I, that's why I love the Lord. And I love this word. Because it will get you healed. It will get, get you straight. And see, that's what people don't want. They don't want that. I'm talking about the majority. You know, they just want a, a, a feel-good message. See, but God tells you it's not about how you feel, think, or, or what you see. What you think or how you feel. The Bible is all in, it's in the opposite of all of that stuff. But they want a feel good message and they build big buildings and get big offerings. That's how it is. And people who pray, people think you're crazy. They think you're crazy. You know, like you don't have something else to do. But it's about selling, being sold out to God. There are some people who are sold out. Amen. Let me keep them moving before I get in trouble. Amen. So we're talking about dark places, even in a dark place. You know, the devil will still try to put you under pressure. Through the pains of life, there's ups and downs in life. But I'm telling you, 
when you're in a dark place, we need to learn how to plant a seed of faith so it will germinate and bring forth life. Amen. In a dark place. That's where, you know, you, you receive the word with gladness. That's planting a seed and holding on to that word so that it'll, it'll germinate. I wanted to bring a plant today, but I didn't feel like carrying it. And it's Bridget's plant, but it's, a, it's in a glass round bowl. It kind of like a fish bowl. And it's round, it's glass, and you can see through it. And I was thinking about it when the Lord was talking about dark places to me. And I thought about her plant because you can see the roots in the, in the dirt, but it's dark in there, but it's glass. It's real dark in there. It's the same way with a fish tank because since the fish master, he don't hear he don't hear anyway. But you know how if you don't turn a light on those fish tanks, you can't see. And it's glass, but you can't see through. Amen. And so I was thinking about that. And this is how the word of God has to be planted to germinate. And it's a dark place. So the word, a seed, no, I, I messed up. A seed is planted. A seed has to be planted in a dark place. So even if you get a glass planter and put that seed in there, you can't see in there until it develops roots. And I was talking about Bridges' plant, that round, that round plant. See, now, why did I even say nothing to her? She ain't going to agree with me. She's just going to say no. That round plant of yours is dark, but it's see-through. It's glass. <laughs> Don't laugh at her. That's her friend. But anyway, y'all know what I'm saying. And even in a fish tank, <laughs> it's dark. It's dark in there, but you can, and you can't see the seed. You can't see anything until that seed starts to germinate and grow. And when that life comes on it, then you, you see growth, and then it starts to grow out of there. Well, anyway, I had, I made a point. I forgot, I forgot what to see. Y'all didn't support me. <laughs> Y'all was on her side. Amen. Thank you, Sheree. But anyway, I noticed how it's so dark in a glass tank, I mean, in a glass pot. Even though you can see through it, you can't see in there until something started to grow. Y'all got me? And then it's the green. It's got pretty leaves all outside. But in that thing, it's very dark. And that's what the Lord was saying. He says, he says uh, your seed of faith or your, your money, whatever you sow has to be planted in a dark place. Amen. And when it's planted in a dark place, then it'll start to germinate and to grow, which kind of tells me that we're going to be in dark places, but but it doesn't mean nothing. Life is not there in the dark. There's life in a dark place. Amen. And so, you know, we shouldn't it's like nobody likes to be there, and I'm not saying it's good to be there, but what I'm saying is in a dark place, God can still uh, cause you to grow. Amen? Cause you to multiply, and, and you can still be blessed in a dark place. Amen? And you can still bring forth life in a dark place. Y'all hearing me? Amen? Seeds are planted in dark places, but they grow. They germinate and bring forth the bloom and the bud. Amen. As y'all, is this making sense? Amen. In a dark place, you pray more. You reevaluate re- your priorities, and you draw nigh to God. Amen. And just like he caused that plant to grow in that dark dirt, in a dark place, he causes it to grow. You will grow. Amen. In other words, this affliction shall not hold you back, but you will multiply, be multiplied, and you will grow in a dark place. You can develop. Amen. Uh, and your, your confidence in God becomes unshakable because of where you are and because you know that God will bring you from point A to B, point B in a dark place. Amen. In a, a dark place is where you develop your spiritual muscle in God. Amen. But the odds, odds 
are against you in a dark place. I did this teaching called Against All Odds, and it was all about your faith and how God can bring you through and you can win even though it don't, doesn't feel like you're winning, even though it doesn't feel like you're prospering, even doesn't, it doesn't feel like you're growing. But God can still cause you to grow and to bring forth life in a dark place. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I have three examples, and I'm going to be done, of a, uh, people who've been in a dark place. Moses killed a man. And spent 40 years on the backside of the desert. He was in a dark place. Amen. But something happened on the inside of him and his faith increased. Hallelujah. He was strengthened by might in his inner man. And then he parted the Red Sea. Amen. So you see how you can be in a dark place one minute or a place of weakness and then God can turn this thing around and and bless you and encourage you and you can do something wonderful for god he planted he parted the red sea with his with his yeah thank you whatever he had in his hand well what's in your hand bro and that's what god asked him use what's in your hand and he parted the Red Sea, but he was on the backside of the desert for 40 years. He was in a dark place. And then he parted the Red Sea. Because dark places make you tough, makes you strong. The second example is Joseph. He's thrown in the pit. If ever there's a dark place, there's a pit. It's in, you know, in the ground, below the, the, the jail. It's in the bowels of the jail. It's in a dark place. Amen. But he was promoted to the palace, from the pit to the palace. He was promoted with a prosperous soul. The Bible says Joseph had a prosperous soul. That's why I like that scripture. Amen. But he came from a dark place. And Joseph developed strength and perseverance in times of distress. He didn't give up. Even he was lied on, tricked. Well, here's his clothes. He left his clothes. You know, and they're in my hand. But... You know, God was with him in that dark place. And the third person is David. He was attending his father's sheep when he was a boy of 16. He had a good attitude about a bad job, something some of us need to be. Amen. Have a good attitude. Amen. Even though you have a, a the job that's not quite what you want or what you're used to, but he had a good attitude. And when the king sent for him, his father took him to all his tall, statuesque, strong brothers. And they said, no, don't want none of them. But when he saw David tending sheep, and, it, and it, the Bible described him as ruddy. Amen. And, and, you know, and he was chosen, and he became king. But he was in a dark place. Amen. You know, and he thought that nobody wanted him, that it, it was useless. And that he, he, there was nothing that anybody would choose him to do other than attend the sheep. Amen. But David was full of the spirit of might and power. And he killed Goliath right after they, amen, right after they brought him out of the sheep uh, pasture. He went and killed the giant. Amen. And so don't, don't let dark places throw you. Amen. Because it won't be like this forever. God will help you. Amen. And, and speaking of David, he went on, he conquered Goliath and he went on and he killed the bear and the lion. You know, he told that lion, you stay in your corner and I'll stay in mine. He developed authority and power and he knew how to use it. Amen. But, but God will bring you into your destiny even in a dark place. Just don't allow bitterness to, to creep up on you in a dark place. See, the devil will jump you with everything. He's the type of person like to beat you when you're down. Amen. Some people are like that too. But you rise up in power. Amen. And allow the Lord to strengthen you and bless you to a new level of opportunities. Whenever you're coming out of a place that's tough, new levels of opportunity and new doors open for you. Amen. And God multiplies whatever's broken. He'll fix it. Just trust him. But I'm telling you, man can't do this for us. Only God. You have to depend on him. And God will give you beauty for ashes. Let's go to Psalm, um, Isaiah 61. 
and I just love this scripture. And some scriptures uh, break it down a little bit better than others. But Isaiah 61, and it'll be our last. And I like 61.1 where it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. To preach the gospel. Hallelujah. And that's in Luke 4 also. Luke 4.17. And it's, this is what Jesus said. Remember when he closed the book? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And he, he came to say what he said. And they didn't understand it. And they didn't like it. Gave the book back to the magistrate. And he went and sat down. Because he knew what he had to say was not going to be received. Amen. It says, he's been anointed to preach the gospel and good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim, proclaim liberty to the captives, and those are captives of sin, and, to open, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Hallelujah. And uh, verse 2 says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and that's Jubilee. But every day is, to me, every day is the day of Jubilee. Amen. We don't have to wait till Jubilee to get a blessing. Amen. It's here now. It's here for you to take. You can come out of a dark place any time. Amen. And God will help you get there. And it says, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Amen. Hallelujah. And so praise ward off the darkness. Amen. Hallelujah. It says that they may be called trees of righteousness. And see, when you come through, you hang in and you don't quit on God. Don't cast away your confidence in the Lord. He'll call you a tree of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he may be glorified. See, he just wants to be glorified in you, in your situation. He wants to be glorified. Amen. And so God will bring us out of these dark places. And he said, you'll be called trees of righteousness. And so we believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that Jesus, amen, is the reason for this season. Praise God. We just love the Lord, and Lord, we ask that you bless us. Heal us from the least to the greatest, and Lord, teach us how to stand and not cave during these, in these dark places. Stand like Paul did, and not give up, and not quit. And we'll see, and I believe God is, is saying to this congregation that you will see the finality of your expected end, you'll see it. You'll see it because you have to see it. You keep you keep pressing and expecting to see it. You will see the finality of your blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. And and you know, I believe God is charging us this day that you believe it and remind him of this day and you let the Lord know, you know, God you said on December 21st, if that's the right date, 2014, that I would see the finality of what you promised me. Hallelujah. Praise God wants us to remind him. He wants to give you an expected end. Amen. Thank you, Father. We bless you and we thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If there's anybody that needs prayer before you leave, we can pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm.